Hey, welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Shore Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I am your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. I do have a slight disclaimer. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I'm not for you. I'm not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer. I cannot help you with where you were at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. Today is Monday, January 2nd. It is the second day of 2023. There are 264 days left this year. The moon is waxing about 10.7 days old and 83% full. Uh, we know we have that full moon on Friday, January the 6th. Um, and it's going to be the wolf moon. What is up? Happy New Year. Um, I hope everybody was safe in celebrations. I hope everybody had an amazing... Uh, weekend it was a long weekend um i hope everybody is prepared to take this year by the horns or the balls and ride that shit till the wheels fall off anyway um you guys know that we are re not rebranding what the fuck um we are realigning which bitch Row podcast. So we will not be doing the daily episodes. Uh, we will be doing weekly episodes. Y'all lucked out this week though. Let me tell you because there's a full moon on Friday. So we're going to get that full moon episode as well this week. So this week you will be getting two episodes. Um, but we are changing to the weekly episodes and, um, it's about remember quality versus quantity there also be a playlist if you are listening on spotify all you got to do is head over to the witch bitch tarot spotify um page and there is a playlist that is attached that goes with the energies and the vibes of this week um it is called week one 2023 um, so if you're listening over on Spotify, make sure you guys follow the Witch Bitch Tarot, uh, Spotify account, and you look out for those playlists that will be uploaded every week. Um, this year's about to be, it's about to be good. I'm so excited. Not excited. Because if we're excited, that means that we have not prepared for it. I am ready and I am prepared for this year. I, um... I am ready and I am prepared for this year. Yes, um, we're going to leave it at that. I'm not going to chit chat too much today. Um, well, this week, because I want to go over a lot of the major events and just go over the year in total. So it's going to be outside of my normal, well, not my normal structure, the structure that I am going to be using for this weekly podcast. It's going to go outside of the structure a little bit. And that's just because we're trying to get our lives together for this year, right? We're starting this year off. Um, so we know that this week is January 1st through January 7th. Um, we have our full moon in Cancer or the wolf moon on Friday, the January the 6th. It's going to be um, at 16 degrees, 16 degrees. 
degrees. Um, and it's going to take place at 6.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Obviously, we'll get into that a little bit more in the full moon episode that will be uploaded no later than Wednesday, right? Um, we know that a few days before the year ended, Mercury went retrograde. Um, remember, Mercury is not in retrograde. It, it's going, right? Like, we don't, we're not in retrograde. It is retrograde, right? Anyway. Anyway, I was about to go into it. We got too much short. <laughs> we got too much shit to talk about today before I go back in there. But um, it, it will be retrograde until the eighth, the eighteenth, excuse me, um, of January, and that is going to be in Capricorn. I I, I want to say this, and um, I, I say this so often: stop blaming poor communication skills on Mercury being retrograde. Stop blaming people's inability to communicate their actual feelings i know i know it's kind of contradictory on mercury being retrograde like right i feel like everybody's like that's the one thing that people have taken away from hearing mercury's in retrograde bad communications bad technologies um you know shit's just not right which is true in which it can be true but uh, again, don't blame your poor communication skills on Mercury being retrograde. Don't blame your 23-year-old computer for not working and moving slow because Mercury is retrograde. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't don't blame the obvious on that. <laughs> but during this retrograde... um. I was uh, telling one of my mutuals, um, I, I, and we both agreed, right? And she said, um, well, we were talking, and this retrograde is more about being patient. Um, if you are elevated, if you are on a different level of understanding and communications, right? Like, I know that somebody could be going through it, and they, cause they don't know how to communicate, not because they have poor communication skills, but genuinely because Mercury is fucking them up. Um, I think that people that have that understanding of the energy and the effects of it, um, we need to be more patient on the back end when it comes to their communication. A am I telling you to allow people to cross your boundaries? And no, absolutely not. Right. But be patient. Um, this retrograde is interesting because it's actually guiding us away from um, our usual patterns that our usual patterns and the patterns that do not serve us. Um, it's just based off of the different placements that are going on around. Um, I don't know if I'll go too in depth with that. Do some. No, I'm not going to. We got too much shit to talk about today. Go do some fucking research. Look it up. Okay. Trust me, bro. <laughs> my re trust me, bro. That's my resource. Go look it up. <laughs> um, so just, um, be aware and be prepared, uh, for that. Um, the moon is on the move. We have a few, um, transitions this week. I didn't write it down and it's all the way across the room and I'm not getting it. Google it. Is that me being lazy? No, that's me being told by the universe that y'all need to do your own damn research. And, you know, I, I say this often. 
I could be sitting here talking to y'all for an hour, completely lying about everything that I'm saying. Y'all can't trust me. You know, it's the trust me, bro era. No, go do your own research. Cross check me, cross reference me. Right. Again, I could be sitting here lying to y'all for an hour about all of this stuff that I'm talking about. I mean, but if you do trust me, bro, like that, am I lying? No, maybe. I don't know. You got to figure it out. <laughs> anyway, I need to stop doing that. People are going to be like, I'm never listening to this bitch again. She doesn't even know. Like, I don't even know. I can't trust her anymore. <laughs> I just had a whole moment. Excuse me. Um, so getting back into it, getting back into it. Um, there's a lot of major astrological influences this year, right? Um, when Saturn is going to be entering into Pisces on March 7th, um, this this is a time for like deep healing and um the energy is on your side it's time for you to kind of push away those outdated practices like that's one of those big um notable astrological influences right and then even um when pluto enters into aquarius in march um it is going to be we're going to see a shift we're going to see a shift in um power and in consciousness like you, you might even feel it like people might be acting a little bit strange right um and then even in may we have jupiter entering um into taurus and um we have Jupiter entering into Taurus and um, this is uh, the planet of abundance and aspiration will bring blessings right to that Taurus ruled area of our charts, smoothing out the issues that are presented. Right. And we will be in an eclipse cycle during that period of time. Um, then we even have our North node entering in to Aries and our South node entering into Libra on July 17th. Um, starting in the summer of 2023, destiny has a new phase. July 17th to January 11th of 2025, the universe will ask us to embrace independence, um, to embrace independence and a deeper sense of authenticity. So that's another major shift right? Um, a major change. So like you want to do like a major rebranding or you're feeling like you got to rebrand around the July or so the energy is in your favor. I do it. Right. Um, those are just a few of them, um, that I did want to point out. Um, you know, obviously we have our full moons in August. We have three major moon cycles, um, August 1st, we have that full moon in Aquarius or the Sturgeon moon, and that's going to be at nine degrees. Um, and, and it will be taking place at 2.31 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On August 16th, we have the new moon in Leo at 23 degrees. That will be taking place at 5.37 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on the 30th, we have another full moon, um, and it will be a full moon in Pisces, the blue moon um at seven degrees and that will be taking place at 9 35 p.m eastern standard time 
Um, yeah, so we have three moon cycles that will be taking place in August this year. Um, we have our new moon solar eclipse in Aries that's going to take place on April 19th. This is representing a major new beginning. Um, this eclipse sets tones for themes that um, will work us until 2025. Um, again, astrologically speaking, this year there is a lot of um, events and... Uh, placements that will have an effect on us for the years to come. So, um, you know, that's why this year it was very important that we were doing that prep work, um, especially toward the end of the year with those transitions, um, that were taking place, those major transitions that were taking place were to get us, uh, prepared kind of for this year, not kind of get us prepared for this year so we can go into, um, the years to come, and go into this year prepared, right, to change the trajectory. Um, yes, so um, it also this new moon solar eclipse in Aries on the 19th of April. Um, this will also be a time to kind of redevote yourself to your practice. Um, if you noticed that you were slacking or you feel like you've been slacking, you may feel like a bump in energy um, around this new moon, okay? Uh, we also have the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio uh, that's going to take place on May the 5th. Um, this is, this is probably, I want to say, this might change. As of right now, I feel like this is one of the most powerful eclipses this year. Um, cause, um, it will be activating Uranus, right? And we know that Uranus is the wild child. So it's about us embracing change. Um, Venus is also going to be entering into Gemini, um, and will be, um, forming a positive sextile with Jupiter. Um, positive surprises could be in store. Um, but if we're looking at all of those other energies around, um, it's a high, high energy moon. Again, I think it's one of the more powerful um, eclipses of the year. If all of this also sounds like rubbish to you, make sure that, make sure you head over to my other episode where we talk about how to read charts and how to understand, um, basically understand what I'm saying. Cause I know it's probably, some people are probably like, what the fuck? Fast forward, fast forward. Um, so make sure you check out that episode just so, um, you're not in the dark. And honestly, like if you are Google that shit, I ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> so then we have, um, I had to drink some coffee. So then we have, um, a new moon solar eclipse in Libra on the 14th of October. Um, and, um, this, um, this is going to be activating the South node, right? This eclipse will instigate us to stop seeing ourselves through someone else's eyes. Um, Venus will be sitting in her sign of Virgo that will be opposing, uh, Saturn and Pisces. So, um, we could see some major ends, right? We could see some, major relationships coming to an end in October. Um, 
kind of releasing and um, what no longer serves you. And it may feel like um, it came out of left field, um, but don't try to hold on to them. Okay. Uh, don't try to hold on to them. October can be a challenge around that new moon. Okay. And then we have the full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus, October 28th. Um, again, with the node squaring in Pluto and Capricorn, a significant purge will be taking place as we experience the last eclipse of the year. Um, expect big shifts in relationships, business, money, manners following the new moon. The endings that you began to feel during the new moon um are going to be giving way to the new beginnings that will start around this time so again it, it, it's worth it. it i know you may want to hold on to it don't do that let let it go let it go let it go <laughs> um while we're still on the astrological side of this um, retrogrades that will be taking place. Mercury will, um, be retrograde, obviously, until the 18th of January. Mercury's next retrograde is April 21st to May 14th. Then it will be retrograding. Mercury will be retrograding August 23rd to September 15th. Then Mercury will be retrograding December 13th to the 1st of January 2024. Um, in 2023... Mercury retrogrades mostly are in earth signs. Um, so we know that it's going to bring forth a transformation in the realm of material possessions and the way that we make and save and spend money. That's why I was saying um, this year is going to be a very financially abundant year if we use the energy correctly. Um, so even the year starting with even the year starting with Mercury retrograding and Capricorn, the cosmic messenger, right? We know that um, it's going to bring adjustments to the realm of our career. Um, in the spring, when Mercury is uh, retrograding in Taurus, um, we will have to refocus our financial situations um, as well as the resources that we have, right? Bringing... Um, Bringing forth new ideas and guidance in the summertime, um, Mercury will retrograde in Virgo, asking us to kind of review some of the possessions that we've had that we have, excuse me, um, and kind of reestablish our day to day work routines. Um, and then the last one in mid January will be in Capricorn, um, kind of repeating the same things as earlier this year with that retrograde starting on the 29th. Um, and um, it's kind of um, a double. It's going to be entering into Sagittarius, which is going uh, to instigate us to kind of look more into the future. Okay, so those are all of the Mercury uh, retrogrades that will be going down this year. Um, we also have Venus that will be retrograde July 22nd to September 3rd. Um, major but entertaining drama um, can take place during this time. Um, you know, um, you could be even seeking more attention, asking people to seek more free. It will also ask us to seek more freedom. Um, 
this retrograde, um, this is like a very heavy on the watcher spending um, retrograde when Venus goes retrograde. And it's based on, excuse me, the other transits that are taking place. Mars will be retrograde from October 30th to January 12th. And this is overlapping a Mercury retrograde. Um, so um, Mars will be retrograding in Gemini, bringing um, a very slow start to the 2024 right? Uh, excuse me, to the 2023. Um, then we have Jupiter, September 4th through December 3rd. Um, we could feel the need to overextend ourselves during this retrograde. Don't do that. Um, we have Saturn, June 17th to November 4th. Um, it, it, it will dissolve some of those structures that we have in our life that don't serve us as well. Um, we have Uranus, August 28th to January 22nd. Um, we could be feeling ourselves, um, we could be feeling ourselves accessing like different chambers of our brain and kind of wanting to further investigate um, those. Remember, Uranus is the wild child, right? We have Neptune um, that will be retrograde June 30th through December 6th. Um, those, this is what I wrote for this, and I even put it in my PDF. Those who have been hiding from seeing the truth, blinded by the numerous influences of the planted, planet of fantasy, um, will have the rose-colored glasses pulled off at some point during this retrograde. So if you were blinded to the bullshit during this retrograde of Neptune, you're not going to be blinded to the bullshit no more, okay? <laughs> um, we have Pluto, May 1st through October 10th, this retrograde. Um, this retrograde is, um, it's like a sneak peek into the collective energy for the next 20 years. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'll get more into depth with that later this year. We don't need to worry about that right now. Um, and then we have the wounded warrior Chiron that, um, will be retrograde July 23rd through December 26th. Um, just be aware of your repetitive patterns. Okay. Be aware of your repetitive patterns during that time. So, now that we got all of that out of the way, that was like a big chunk. Um, now that we got that out of the way, this year is also a seven year, numerically speaking. Um, the number seven is a number of perfection. Um, this number holds spiritual significance. Uh, the key words of the number seven are wisdom, introspection, perception, and spirituality. Um, and those themes are present all through fucking 2023, right? Um, the seven universal year, uh, is related to spirituality and is known for having that deep connection with God. You know, how everybody's like the seventh letter in the alphabet is G G O D God. We love him. Sky daddy praise blessed be the fruit. Uh, I don't think all of those are supposed to go in the same sentence. <laughs> when you have, um, 
this year you will have um, a deeper understanding of what spirituality looks and feels and means to you. What do I mean by that? Not just with the supporting transits, but just even numerically speaking, this year you will deepen your spirituality no matter how, who, what that looks like. So we're going to see a lot of people going hard for their spirituality and their different practices as they should, but we should also respect that because if you don't you're not a nice person <laughs> i don't know like we should respect other people's beliefs as you want them to respect yours right um because it is that number seven again which we know is about that introspection and all of that we're, we're going to be digging deeper into ourselves and doing that deeper self-reflecting and that deeper shadow work this year um this universal year also brings analytical and intellectual abilities, okay? What do I mean by that? Um, your creative window broadens. Therefore, you achieve great things when you trust the universe and your angel's guidance, right? Um, time spent thinking will bring tremendous results because the number seven is not only... Um, the number of like being a great thinker, um, but it also kind of leads you and wants you to accomplish more. It's about forward moving. Um, so instead of the feeling of moving slow, um, sit in, sit in that feeling. Why do you feel that? Do that introspective work, um, do that perspective work. I'm saying this to say when we feel like we're moving slow this year, um, that that's a time for you to actually, yes, slow down, but do that inner work is what it's prompting you to do. Um, we also um, might be confused, mystified, or baffled. <laughs> Which makes us, um, which makes us sit back in awe and think, like, is this happening? Even though we know that it is taking place. Um, and, and those are those times, again, I don't know why I put it like that in this damn PDF. Those are those, um, times again when we need to have, um, have those talks with ourselves, right? Um, you can also calculate your personal year number, um, uh, listen, now listen, okay? Uh, this is going to be a lot. Listen. It's not a lot, but just listen. <laughs> Get your pin. So to calculate your personal year number, add your birth month to your birthday to 2023. And then you're going to reduce it to one, Okay. So if you were born May 29th, your year personal number is five. How did I get that, Kristen? Two plus nine plus five plus two plus zero plus two plus three equals 23. Two plus three equals five. Okay. Anyway, my mouth is starting to water. That means it's time to move on. When my mouth starts watering, when we talk about astrology, it, it's time for me. I mean, numerology, it's time for me to move on because then my eyes will start going cross and things just won't come out right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, 
numerically, astrologically, and now, um, when we're talking about self, um, again, these are just my understandings, my beliefs through my research. This is all of the information that I've gathered through my research. If this isn't resonating with you, that's absolutely fine. If some of it isn't, oh shit. If some of it isn't, some of it isn't, that's fine. Go and do your research. Take some of it out. Take, put some of it in. I don't know. But through everything that I have found when we're talking about ourself and our shadow self, um, in conclusion, like this is a year about self-discovery and expanding. Um, during this year, it definitely has the now or never energy. Okay. When it comes to the shot when it comes to shadow work um toward the beginning of the year you're definitely going to want to start prepping yourself for um the hard hitting questions that are going to shine light on that shadow side of yourself that was a lot of s's um making sure that you're setting boundaries with yourself and with others right um, affirmations are going to be your best friend this year. So make sure you are curating them daily, weekly, monthly, annual, even annually, um, that best fit your needs. And that doesn't mean that they can't change or they won't, you know, they, they can change on the daily. Um, also like I, I give you guys affirmations all of the time. So feel free, you know, to ask, um, you are your biggest cheerleader this year, um, and you're also your biggest enemy, okay? So make sure you choose wisely on which bitch you want to be, okay? <laughs> um, do not let anybody negate your intuition this year. Um, again, like when we are expanding, when we talk about spiritually, it can lead us to be um, or have a feeling of uncertainty, because it's new to us. Um, don't let anybody negate your intuition. Okay. Um, if that's what you feel, that's what you feel, bitch. Nobody can tell you different motherfucker. Okay. Um, this year will only be challenging if you let it be challenging. It will be very fruitful, financially fruitful, right? If you allow it to be. And I'm a heavy emphasis on this. And I have been saying this for the last few months, like, you know, yes, we do need to prepare, but also like this year is exactly what you make it. And I'm not just pulling that out of my ass because I know sometimes I do. Numerically, astrologically, energetically, this year is what you make it. And it is a make or break year. So if you won't be a little dumbass bitch and complain about the same shit and not change anything in your life, that's on you. I ain't got nothing to do with that shit. Okay. Okay. However, if you are putting yourself first and you're doing this introspective work and you're expanding your spirituality and, um, you're putting in this extra work so you can have this financial gain and this, um, financial abundance, emotional, mental, spiritual abundance, you will get exactly that. Okay. Oh, child. Um, also, um, I have had a lot of conversations when it comes to vision boards. Here's my thing is everybody's like, when's a good time to do it energetically? When's a good time to do it energetically? 
I think that I had to go kind of through the process. Um, I went through the process with another one of my mutuals, right? And we came to the conclusion, you know, it is your vision board. Um, is it the seed or is it the blossom? Like, are you using it to plant the energy or are you using it to visualize the energy of what it is going to look like? What do I mean by that? For me, my seeds are already planted and um, my roots are already growing. I do my vision boards outside of the Gregorian calendar. Well, I'm going to do my vision boards outside of the Gregorian calendar, right? Um, this will be my first year not doing it on in the first week of the year. But my vision board, I, it's it was not the seed. It was the visualization part, right? So um, once I've already planted those seeds, I, I would literally make it, put it up. Every now and again, I'll look at it right? And remember that it is growing roots. Whereas some people, um, so that's like, you know, the visual part of it, right? And then some people will use it as a seed. And I didn't realize this, but some people just need to put all of that energy in one spot. Um, I I've talked to many people that do use their vision board as the seed um, versus it um, being visual. And they say, yeah, like, I don't even look at it. Like, I just need to pour that energy into one spot. I know it's there. I know that it's growing. And if I do want to look at it, I can. But for me, it's mainly, well, for them, it's mainly about, like, that is their seed. If they don't do that, then, like, they don't, they won't vision. They won't see it. It won't come to them. It's not real, right? <laughs> if that makes sense. If it didn't make sense, just disregard. Um, but this will be my first year doing it outside of the Gregorian calendar. And I, I'm excited to see the results. Um, do your vision board whenever the fuck you want to do it. Okay. I will be having, um, for my mentees, um, and everybody in the server, we will be having a vision board party. We'll be doing two of them. Um, right. So we'll be doing one in this coming week. For those that do want um, to do it for the new year. And then I'm also going to be doing one like in the springtime. And again, like that, that's up to you. If you want to do yours at the beginning of this year, then do it. Nobody's going to stop you. There's no right or wrong way. Right? Um, digital vision board. I, you know, I don't know. I, I do a, like a little miniature vision, miniature vision board every month, like in my calendar. Cause you guys know I digital plan. Um, but when we're talking about the meat and potatoes, the annual one, I, I, I think it is better for us to have that physical, like seeing it in our hand, because I also feel digitally if it's digital, um, like it, we still, it's not physical right oh shit excuse me y'all so that's my two cents on that um do your vision board whenever you want um if you guys need prompts or anything please feel free to shoot me an email kristen at witchbitchtarot.com and i can assist you with that um yeah um so when we're talking again about um our vision boards and our manifestations um, make sure that you speak with diction and you actually know what it is that you want and you communicate effectively what it is that you want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, 
so this week, um, so every week we'll be doing a weekly, um, tarot card. Um, I will dive deeper into it. I, I tell you guys so often that, um, we see a lot of, we see a lot, especially in the era of trust me, bro. Um, we see a lot of surface level understandings and I, I feel like those surface surface level understandings just keep getting watered down and watered down. Um, so with this, um, tarot snippet that we'll be doing every week, um, I, I want to read you guys the story of each card and I want to read you the story of what it means when it's upright and when it's reversed, right? Um, a, a lot of people do not know that each card has its own story. Um, does it mean certain things like, upright and reverse. Absolutely. Like those are the divinatory meanings of it, but there is a story, right? An explanation of what and why and how they got here. Um, and a lot of people, I think that's part of the craft. I think that's part of the practice It is for us to understand the story of each card to then create the story of the person that we're reading or of ourself. Um, and I'm gonna be real, real with you. I feel like it's a dying craft. Um, it, it's dying. The, the more people begin to practice irresponsibly, and I am going to use that word irresponsibly, um, the more watered down it has become. Uh, you guys know I've been practicing for 10 years um, does that make me better than anybody else? No, it doesn't. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that to tell you, um, like I've been practicing for 10 years. Like, no, that's not why I'm telling you this. Um, I'm saying that it's becoming very watered down and people are practicing ir irresponsibly. Um, 10 years ago, again, like I had to crawl down a back alley, a fire escape to get my first deck because it was so taboo. It was so left field, right? Like we literally had to climb up a fire escape and down a fucking back alley to get my first tarot deck. Um, and I'm very happy and I'm very proud that it's something that I practice is now in the mainstream that was not mainstream, but is more acceptable. Um, but all I had 10 years ago was the guidebook. There wasn't, uh, that's one of the questions that I get so often about tarot. Well, what's a good book where I can learn how to read? And I'm like, the guidebook of your deck. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, I want an overall book. And I couldn't, I didn't understand what people were asking me at first. Because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, just use the guidebook. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I, I say this so often. Tried and true. OG. Use the Rider Waithe guidebook. I've read this thing cover to cover, and every time I read it, I've read it so many times, at least 10, 20, at least. Not 20, 10, 11. Um, every time I read it, I notice and realize and understand something different when we talk about these 78 cards. Okay? And it all depends on where I'm at in the Fool's Journey. Yes, um, we should be reading the guidebook for all of the decks that we have, right? Um, if I get a deck that somebody created, I will go and read its guidebook. I want to know their understanding of um, 
the deck of the of their interpretations, I guess you could say. Um, the next thing that I'm going to say is a little controversial. I don't give a fuck. Um, I love that there's decks that are coming out without guidebooks. And I hate that there's decks that are coming out without guidebooks. Uh, I've noticed that the guidebook has been dwindling down. Um, it, it just keeps getting smaller and smaller and thinner and thinner. Um, and it's because we are losing the story of each card. We're getting those surface level understandings. Um, I, I love the books that don't come with it. I mean, the decks that don't come with it because, um, if you don't have that basic understanding, then you, you won't you know, you won't be able to use it. Um, not just that, but I also feel like sometimes in some cases that I've seen based off of the energy, like I have guidebooks that don't have, I have decks that don't have guidebooks and the energy is immaculate. And I'm like, fuck yeah, no guidebook necessary. Right. Then I've had decks sent to me that don't have a guidebook, but the energy isn't there. The it's very thrown together. It's very, um, last minute it's almost as if they're like yeah we're not going to do guidebook just because yeah mm. like if you don't know you don't know mm. you know um I, I will tell you this let me say this um I know for me and I know for my deck itself there will not be a guidebook <laughs> and I'll go into that later anyway back to the schedule program <laughs> we got a little sidetracked but during our tarot segment, I, I want to um, dive deeper um, into the story of each card. So this week, we are talking about the Ten of Cups. Um, and again, I'm literally reading it to you straight from the guidebook. Legit. A well-dressed couple uh, with arms around each other in affection stand with their arms raised to the heavens as a gesture of thanks. To the right, their boy and girl dance for joy. Above their heads are ten cups in a rainbow spanning the sky. To the left, the couple flows through the river. It is the same river of life which appears in several major arcana. To their right, a house, their home, set in an abundant countryside. So um, that's another thing that water, like when we see water in um, a lot of the tarot cards, even the cups or even in um, other major arcana, a lot of that water flow or that water flow starts at the high priestess. It starts at the feet of the high priestess and it goes and it finds its way down to the empress and so on and so forth. So, um, the river of life actually starts at, um, with the robes of the high priestess. So that's what they're talking about. Um, divinatory meaning. So upright again, these are just the surface level contentment, lasting happiness, perfect love, lasting success, peace, peacemaking. This is the card of the heart's desire, pure contentment inspired by spirit. In a spread, this card is pure joy. It means that you are not only succeeded in your succeeding in your life, 
but you have gained great joy from it. Your lasting success is now here. The Ten of Cups can indicate the perfection of human love between a couple. In a platonic connection, this card may show that a great friendship exists. You may also find yourself acting as the peacemaker. Right? Right. Um, I was um, watching somebody's live stream. I'm not going to put their name out there. Um, but it was such um, a, a heavy reading. And then she got the Ten of Cups. And she was like, I don't get why this Ten of Cups is here. Because, you know, it's about happiness. It's about contentment. So, like, she was even asking, like, are you content with, like, the chaos that's going around or something like that? Um, like, even though you're not in it. And then, like, you know, I added my little two cents. And I was like, well, also, also... The Ten of Cups can represent a peacemaker. And a lot of people forget that. Um, the bringer of peace, even. So that's another one of those, um, you know, kind of in-depth um, understandings. Then in reverse, um, we have loss of friendship, portrayal, want to not i don't know what that word is anyway waste and then criminal satisfaction everything that you have gained is likely to be wasted if you are not careful beware of betrayal perhaps a friend is not what they seem and do not allow yourself to gain from others misfortune um partially if you have a hand in creating them okay um, you have nothing to be proud of. And that's how you have nothing to be proud of. Um, that's how that one ended. Um, I also, I also, again, learning and going through and reading through each one of these stories and the understanding of each card, we cannot forget that, um, just because it's there upright doesn't mean that the energy of the reverse isn't there. Just because it's there in reverse doesn't mean the energy of the upright isn't there. Um, remember the overall energy of the card. Okay. Um, I think that's it. That's going to be it for this one. We are, um, we're getting close. We're getting close, um, to an hour and I don't want to, I don't want y'all listening to me for an hour. So we're going to finish with our empowering question but first let's get some asmr i'm just kidding <laughs> so this week your guys is empowering question um and think about this you don't have to answer it today you don't have to answer it tomorrow you don't have to answer it this week or next week it's just something to think about your empowering question this week what is my mission in life what is my mission in life? Again, thank you guys for listening. You can head over to witchbitchtarot.com to see everything that I have to offer. It will be linked in the show notes below. All of the resources and tools and all of the things that I was saying today, um, all of those links of the sources that I used will also be in the description box below so you can cross-reference double check use the sources that i sourced 
whatever. Um, but it will all be there. It will all be down there. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't do this without you. And I wouldn't want to, I think that's it. As you know, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never know when it comes to witches. Which bitch is which? And no, I do not sell owls. So stop asking.